This is Channel 253. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. One, two, two. Interchangeable. White Ladies. Uh, welcome to the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast. I'm Hope. I'm Annie. Our essential question today, what awesome? what is awesome and challenging about being a woman of color in the music industry? So we are so excited because um, we have a special guest here today. Yay. Obviously, Annie and I cannot speak to this essential question no. and the things that are involved with that. No. So we have with us Stephanie Ann Johnson of Tacoma. So you might recognize her um, from season five of The Voice mm-hmm. or just being around Tacoma and performing in this area. Uh, she's born and raised in Tacoma from a military family. And Stephanie is a musician, a performer, and an educator. And so we're so excited to hear Absolutely. about what does that mean? What does that look like? What is this journey you're on? What's and your heart's thank work? Thank you for yeah. sharing Thank you so us. much yeah. for being thank here. Thank you for having me here. I really appreciate it. So let's start at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about being raised in Tacoma and how yeah. you got into this What's field. your Tacoma story? Oh, my gosh. I love Tacoma. So grew up about, uh, like, I want to say, like, maybe a mile from 6th Ave. Mm-hmm. So when I was first starting to play guitar, this is a great place to start, too. When I was first starting to play guitar, Shaka Bra was still doing their open mic. Oh, yeah. And so... Um, on days when I couldn't get a ride, because uh, I was a lazy child, still a little bit lazy, <laughs> prefer to prefer to be carried, of course, rather than do do the work myself. Uh, but I was I was carrying like a seventy five dollar guitar in like uh, uh, like a, a cardboard <laughs> basically uh, case, nice. you know, uh, awesome. walking a mile in the rain to get to the gig. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that's one of my Tacoma stories. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, the so rain is classic. How old were you when you started playing instruments, and what what are all the instruments that you play? Um, I will only tell people I'm a guitarist. I, <laughs> I, I, and honestly, the reason for playing guitar was so that I could accompany myself. I didn't necessarily want to mm. have to wait on some mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. to like show up and play the song the way I wanted it uh-huh. played. Yeah, it made a lot more sense for me to just learn to play DIY. a handful of chords right. yeah. and use this capo and yeah. and like figure out how to do it. That's What's awesome. one of like the first songs you remember playing as a kid? Or, like oh, when you first gosh. started. Oh like the, the Rising Sun. Nice. Everybody mm-hmm. learns to play yeah. that first. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember like the first time you wrote like your first piece? I had I had the first song I ever wrote. I wrote the very first week I had a guitar. I could awesome. always nice. sing and play. Not everybody is ambidextrous yeah. like that. How old were you at that time? I was 14, cool. 14, 15. Nice. Yeah. My brother was a piano player and he had a band with these uh, these two guys that went to high school with us. And I convinced myself that all I had to do was get a guitar and then they were going to let me be in the band. It was <laughs> nice. so cool. That's and then awesome. I got a guitar and they didn't let me in the band. What? But I, <laughs> but I, you know, I had a friend forever and ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Guitar is always a that's, good. That's friend. Awesome. It reminds me of so I play poor guitar, um, mm-hmm. and I played a long time poorly. And <laughs> but <laughs> one of like the first stages, and I used to write like a bunch of angsty poetry, obviously like middle school and high school. And I have this memory of being about fourteen and writing this song about dudes I was really mad at, and so it was like my pseudo punk rock song, and it, the yeah. part of the chorus was like. Why are they alive? And so, like, obviously, it was like really terrible. A lot of feelings. <laughs> My first song was. It didn't make it big, though. <laughs> you know, it, 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 you never know. Like, it could be really huge on an island it somewhere. Could. Yeah. And it may come back. Yeah. The first song I wrote was about noticing myself as not like everybody else. Oh, the first yeah. song was. I don't even remember what I was calling it, but it was about being a black girl in a white neighborhood. And yeah. that was the chorus. It was just like, well, I live here and it's a little weird. <laughs> that was literally the first song That's I ever awesome. wrote that very first week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Good. Did you have. Oh, no, I was just I was wondering. About, I, I love that story. That's awesome. Um, I was wondering about in terms of like Tacoma being we all love Tacoma so much. But like, what are your favorite things about the city now? And like, obviously, it's changed a lot in the last like 10, 15 years. But like, what's your favorite thing currently? And then what's something that you see in Tacoma that you'd be like, you'd like to see change? I love that as I've gotten older, I've discovered more of the green belts, mm-hmm. like more of the places to go out walking, more of the yeah. like pseudo wild places. Yeah. Um, and I 
I understand that this is too much to hope for because people feel a way about progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wish that we could all be better stewards of what we've got here. Mm-hmm. We've got incredible vistas. We've got incredible access to water, um, to green spaces, to beautiful outdoor creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would really love to see us as a community, as a as a culture here, just take better care mm-hmm. um, and let our children see nature and let them wander around in the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I was a kid, I mean... I'm sure it's different now, but like we went out to Purdy Spit mm-hmm. and we went out and looked at the uh, the mm-hmm. um, the aquatic life mm-hmm. there that was, yeah. you know, around us, you know, just off the freeway. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. So like I just <laughs> yeah. I, I want that. I want kids to still have a good connection to the natural world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's what I want. I that's remember awesome. when I first discovered is that is it Snake Lake right behind yes. Fa- across from Foss. Yes, yes. And I was just like, what? What is <laughs> like in the middle of the city? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I, yeah, yeah, it's really good. I remember Hope and I had this conversation like when we first started doing the podcast about Wapato Lake mm-hmm. and how like I just didn't know that it was a thing. Like, oh, there's a park there and there are some houses. Like, I just didn't really know that. I mean, it's this beautiful lake that's right in the middle of the city and mm-hmm. you know it's, it's crazy but mm-hmm. yeah I I, understand, I definitely get that it's like you kind of think about like Tacoma's industrial past too and like yes. how do you reconcile that we talked about that in an episode about environmentalism but like just like um, how do you reconcile that industrial past with the kind of future we want to see for our kids in yes. terms of green spaces and treed mm-hmm. spaces and yes. everything yeah yes. so what brings you back to Tacoma like besides obviously family family yeah. still here yeah right? family is there like um, what about it that well I mean I'm a cancer and so <laughs> I always kind of enjoy hiding yeah. um, so Tacoma is my favorite hiding spot yeah um, we won't ask you to explain where in Tacoma don't reveal too much <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I mean I like it here yeah I mean it's definitely becoming different um, and you know, the part of me that is nostalgic and the part of me that enjoyed my small town, big city, you know, both in one feel, you know, kind of misses that about old Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what am I going to do? I mean, yeah. I can't lay down in front of the wrecking ball. <laughs> like, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. 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 So can you talk a little bit about like, um, you talked about your first song I wrote and mm-hmm. kind of that journey. Can you can describe for us and for listeners more about how you got to where you're at now and like what were some of the winding roads? Because you you're took? like a professional s- singer, songwriter, artist, educator now. Like yeah. what, how did you get that on that path and like what got you here to where you are now? Um, I'm going to say uh, the women in my life mm-hmm. and also uh, the friends that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, like, especially when I talk to groups of young people, I try to tell them, um, you know, rule number one is just don't quit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Rule number one, don't quit. Because um, I've been playing music in public since I was like 16. Mm-hmm. And I'm still terrified every time I do it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> you don't look like it. I've only seen you perform live once. And it was actually really where I met you, which mm-hmm. is really random. At PLU, they have a late night show. Yeah. And it's That's night, awesome. K-N-I-G-H-T. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Nate from Nerd Farm Podcast was, uh, had been asked to go on the show, and like that's why I, I like, tagged yeah. along. Mm-hmm. And they were sitting there on the couch, um, and it was really fun chatting with you. And obviously, um, it was just like such a, an amazing experience to listen to music. The love that I can cultivate mm-hmm. with people that I play music with is so much bigger than my fear. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I am able to communicate with people, to touch people, like from across a room. Mm-hmm. Um, if we are counting in time, we are together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hits my heart hard. Um, so playing music, playing music with people I love, especially in these last two years, has been a revelation. Mm-hmm. I, Because, I, you know, at this point in my career, I, I could pretty much be doing anything I want to be doing. And so what I want is to play music with people I love for as long as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, But that also means I have to, um, you take that lover's risk. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Someone asks you to come play music, whether you know them well or not, or whether you've heard from them three years or not. Sometimes you just say yes and you hope for the best. Mm -hmm. Like last night I went out to the, oh gosh, I took a picture of it. The Royal Room in Seattle, Mm -hmm. in Columbia City. And 
the gal who booked it for me, I met her like three, four years ago with uh, Rain City Rock Camp for Girls, which is another um, a group that I volunteer with and I'm on their diversity and inclusion board. Um, so this gal that I briefly know from this time that we gave a lecture together on stage <laughs> presence for our young women yeah. is contacting me about a great women of country music night and, you know, is wondering if I'll do it, mm-hmm. you know, and here are the dates available. And I was just like, yes, 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 yes. Nice. Because I don't know any of these women well. Yeah. And so I need to go make friends. Yeah. So that, there's yeah. that. Number two, every job I have ever gotten in this business has been because a friend of mine has elbowed me in the ribs uh. and told me that they yeah. are hiring. So, yeah. again, back to number one, I do need to make friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, the third thing is that. Sometimes there is love available from a source that you didn't know that it was going to come from or you didn't Mm. think it was going to come from. Mm -hmm. Like Aretha Franklin passed away yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so to open the show, we did this version of Natural Woman with everybody singing. Mm. um, And there are, you know, six or seven women up there. And, you know, at the end of this song, we're like we put our arms around each other and we're all just singing. And I just cannot tell you. I know I'm getting all emotional about it, but like, (laughs) but the, like, you know, but that was love that was available to me in that moment. And so then the challenge becomes, how do I graciously accept this Mm -hmm. love? Because Mm -hmm. it's big, like, and it may be momentary or whatever, but Mm -hmm. it was big love Mm -hmm. and it was available to me and I had to had to reach for it no matter how anxious I am about strangers touching me, <laughs> you know, you know? Um, just to to be open to to that. Yeah. That's one of the challenges. That's I love awesome. the way that you're describing the experience and music and like just the power of it. And the words you're using um, is just really a different way of thinking about it, too. Like it captures some of the stuff I'm like, I feel this, but I don't know. Don't know I don't have the words explain to explain it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you that's the, it part of the power of music, yeah. right? Yeah. A part of our of like those experiences. Well, Absolutely. It's a, the power of art. Yeah. Because yeah. one of the wonderful things about art is I wrote this in a poem um, uh, a couple months ago. I wrote about that I was translating a feeling into English, mm. right? Mm-hmm. All we're ever doing as artists mm-hmm. is trying to describe a feeling we had that one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if I can do that with poetry, good. Mm-hmm. If I can do that with a song, good. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can do that writing this prose, writing this musical, mm-hmm. being in this musical, if mm-hmm. I can do that, you know, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, so this is why I have healthy respect for so many mediums of mm-hmm. art, even though they're not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I say all the time is like, look, we're all trying to touch the same invisible girl. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. all trying to commune with her mm-hmm. in, in all of our various ways of doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What's a new medium that you tried that you realized this is maybe not like the one I want to spend time on? I am not a visual artist. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot draw. <laughs> Um, putting colors together is difficult for yeah. me. Um, yeah. I, I'm kind of a, I'm a person of extremes, yeah. you know. Um, I have, you know, some fomented rage and I have a like ridiculous unchecked joy. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the, again, challenge is like, how do I have a little of column A and a little of column B mm-hmm. and make a little Arnold Palmer with this <laughs> and like get, <laughs> get through, you know? Yeah. 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 So you were um, saying about taking your, just like this inspiration, this talent into other mediums. Um, you were in Hairspray recently, oh, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How was that? Where, where did you do that? So I was doing that with the Village Theater in Issaquah and mm-hmm. ever and a, a big thank you to them for putting me on stage mm-hmm. yeah. um, because I wasn't ready. Um, <laughs> but I got ready. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just like an incredible collection of artists, an incredible collection of um, Village royalty and Seattle theater royalty, mm-hmm. at least in my eyes. Um, and there were many lessons and many lunch discussions and many times of bonding. Mm-hmm. Um, but the show itself, Hairspray, is progressive, but it's progressive for 2003. Mm-hmm. And that's not where we are right now mm-hmm. as a nation. Mm-hmm. Things have a change. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can uh, you talk more about that? I like, will. I will. So uh, the reason I'm thinking about that is because our um, we did we it at our, did it at our school at Lincoln. At Lincoln. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Our students. Sorry, Last we, I didn't year. technically do yeah. it. But you weren't in the show. Up. <laughs> we attended, and I I was really yeah I was thinking about that contrast. Yes. Yeah. And trying to reconcile that in my head. And yeah. some people want to put up hairspray and say, oh, this is a show about racial diversity, yes. but it is not, and mm-hmm. here is why. Get it. Because. There are songs that only the nicest kids in town are in, and then there are songs mm-hmm. that only the North Avenue kids are in. And thus, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're going off and on at the same time, mm-hmm. so all the black kids and North Ave kids on yeah. at the same time, mm-hmm. when the um, nicest kids in town are offstage, which means that our dressing rooms are segregated. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because our dressers have to reach us at those moments when we're off, when we're changing mm-hmm. our clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So that... That right there adds a certain element of segregation mm-hmm. to a show about segregation. Mm-hmm. Right. So we can't we can't give this a footloose. We're all dancing together yeah. moment because that's yeah. not what's happening. Yeah. Right. Um, it's also a, a the script is centered on a white experience because it's about I mean it's about yeah. a white girl and yeah. like her that she's kind of the main character right, right? right. and this this story kind of revolves around her and yeah. so that's I mean Tracy Turnblad right there you know that's another. Not necessarily, like, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's, um, I don't know, it's it's just not, it, the story's not centered on the black experience being about race, right? To me, it's, like, the best possible outcome of being a culture vulture. Hmm. It's, like, mm-hmm. the best possible outcome mm-hmm. of stealing mm-hmm. our yeah. cultural appropriation mm-hmm. because Tracy goes... And sure, with some good faith. Yeah. Um, and sure, because she is rejected by the other whites in her town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She goes and she meets some colored people and they accept her because black people do not have the option of mm-hmm. saying that white people cannot come into mm-hmm. our spaces, mm-hmm. please and thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, they accept her and then they dance together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they discover that she is courageous in her dancing. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, it, nobody points that out enough to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that that is the thing that the North Avenue kids, that's the thing that my character found to love about her, mm-hmm. is that she was courageous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Is that unlike true. all these other yeah. people, she was willing to... She took the chance. Yeah. yeah. She was willing to get out there and yeah. dance and maybe make herself look a little silly to be yeah. on beat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. My issue... With the entirety of the show, with a lot of the musical theater canon, is mm-hmm. Link, who is the leading man, he too was invited into this space to learn to dance with all of the colored people and was enjoying it mm-hmm. until um, Velma and her uh, daughter, Amber, you know, are like, you need to go with us. Mm-hmm. Right, we can't yeah. upset this apple cart, whatever. Um and so basically, Link disses Tracy and all her colored friends, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then they sing two songs together, and it's Right as Rain, and he gets to dance in the finale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have seen men be good. I have seen men be courageous. I have seen men do incredible things. Mm-hmm. And those guys are never rewarded like these assholes are in musical theater. Right. <laughs> yeah. Never. Yeah. Absolutely never. Yeah. Right. And I just... Being and maybe I think too highly of men. Maybe I do. Let's let's put it out there, right? But I I think that we can tell a better story about manhood yeah. mm-hmm. than yep. the links yeah. of the world and mm-hmm. what's his name from Carousel. I think we can tell a better story about men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the challenge of like writing that and telling those stories. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. That's really interesting. So mm-hmm. that was like the recent production you did this summer. Yes. Yeah. 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 What yeah. are some of the other ones when you think back? Other so performances. I did. I did that show. I did uh, Porgy and Bess with the Seattle Opera mm-hmm. in 2012. The last mm-hmm. time that they did it, and I was supposed to do it this time, but rehearsals with Hairspray and yeah. performances with Hairspray mm-hmm. overlapped, so I couldn't. But I still have many, many friends in that production, and I'm going to yeah. go see it on the 19th. So oh, I'm very, nice. very excited. That's awesome. Um, so you sing opera as well? Yeah, I will. I did not realize that. Well. I started <laughs> I I started taking voice lessons when I was in the eighth grade and I sang in choir all through middle school and high school and when I went to PLU I was studying vocal performance because mm-hmm. I was going to be an opera singer and I told everybody this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I couldn't pass piano proficiency. And also there is a certain 
I want to say maybe elegance is the mm. word I will choose mm. to opera singers that I just ain't got. Like, I, you know, <laughs> there are holes in my boots right now. Um, I, I'm a little world weary, and I think that that is part of my charm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love to be real. And I don't, I, I don't necessarily, like, yeah, if I'm feeling threatened, I will use all my $20,000 words from college. <laughs> um, but if I want to get to the heart of the matter, you know, we can just use and and but and the yeah. and still get pretty far. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I started doing classical music. I sang jazz standards. I enjoy funk music. I enjoy soul music. Mm-hmm. I enjoy country music, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. classic country as specifically for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple modern country artists that I cleave unto. Um, um, but Casey Musgraves is just, mm-hmm. oh, oh, she's just such a good songwriter. Jason mm-hmm. Isbell, Chris mm-hmm. Stapleton, um, you know, these are wonderful people, but also mm-hmm. everybody connected to Dabtone Records. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, <laughs> oh, just get out there. Um, but all of these American sounds are for me. Mm, yeah. Like mm-hmm. even when I was studying classical voice, um, and granted this is something that happens when you're a, a soprano or, or any kind of vo- vocal part and you're doing the classical music, somebody mm-hmm. gives you a book of Negro spirituals. And, the, and you know, sorry, my eye roll over. <laughs> I, I love it. Roll your eyes if you want to. But, but for me, was it? I love okay, that music. I my like, God. Well, um, I guess I'm picturing like a white person being like, here, you should sing these. And that's exactly what happened. Okay. <laughs> but you, didn't, like, you didn't feel like that. I just, but I also had that, I just feel my like, oh, first <laughs> voice teacher <laughs> in college was a woman named Marlette Buchanan. And she's still a performer in the um, Seattle Musical Theater um, mm-hmm. uh, world. She was recently in a show called Crowns. Cool. Um, she's an incredible human. And she, I think about this moment all the time. I was fucking around in my voice lessons and like mm-hmm. not, uh, not not studying <laughs> and she grabs my wrist and she says to me I see an international career for oh. you but you have to buckle down <laughs> oh. and the crazy thing is that shit's still happening I didn't buckle down so <laughs> so, so it's good um, yeah so yeah I was in Porgy and Bess I was in Turandot with the, with the Seattle Opera I was cool. in uh, Showboat with the Portland Opera. I was in nice. The Wiz with uh, the wonderful Oregon Shakespeare Festival. Mm. I cannot, I still can't believe oh, that awesome. that's on my resume. Um, the Wiz was an incredible show. And one mm-hmm. of the wonderful gals I met from that, Ashley D. Kelly, um, she's playing the character of D in the uh, Netflix show Insatiable. Oh, um, cool. So it's wonderful That's to turn awesome. on the TV and see the homies. You're like, hey, yeah. uh, like, you're making it. <laughs> well, yeah, well awesome. just, it's just wonderful. It to, feels so good. Yeah. Yes, to be in a place in my career where instead of the jealousy, yeah. right, instead of the jealousy of you got what I want, it's more yeah. like. You've got what you want. That's yeah. good. It feels yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you've got what you want. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. I, that's a great turn. Like, turn, turn it around. I love that. Yeah. yeah. One, of, one of my good friends from college just did a Toyota commercial where she, <laughs> she's singing in the commercial what? and, like, she her, her voice is incredible, but she posted it on Facebook and I was just, like, I was so awed. I was just like, oh, my gosh, it's incredible. Like, it's, like, a nationally distributed Toyota commercial. I was like, <laughs> I was like you finally got to sing in a commercial because she, like, loved to sing, but it was... Um, yeah, she's in LA and just like that's so hard down there. It's hard scrabble like yeah. to make it right. And yeah. it's just incredible to see people's success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I remember us talking briefly about at um, the PLU late night was you started some of your career started out singing on cruise ships. Oh yes, can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> and like you, Sounds I, really I kind of mentioned like, I gotta, how your mom encouraged you to go into this work yeah. too. And I was oh yeah, you could speak to that. I'll tell all that story. So I where should I start with telling this story? Um, the cruise ship story, how it started. Okay, so I was out in, like, Enumclaw, right, directing and vocal coaching musical theater with stage door productions. And some friends of mine from college uh, that I sang with in Choir of the West put together a barbershop quartet and went on cruise ships. So they paved the way. They went first. And then they came back from this nine-month run and were like, oh, my God, Stephanie, we have to get you on the ship. There's a singer-songwriter guy on our ship. So good. You're exactly the same. We have to get this for you. So we're over. They had an apartment right across from Wrights Park. And we're over there and they make dinner. And I'm sitting on the floor and I'm looking at a a lead sheet on a computer and I'm playing the music and they make a little video of it and send it to their agent. 
Now, three days later, I'm working at a daycare. I'm making $11 an hour working at a daycare. Yeah. And I'm like awesome. $2.45, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, three days later, I get a call, you know, while I'm dusting or washing a wall or something. And this agent. Sanitizing some children. Yes. The tours. Yes. <laughs> I worked at <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Bleach. Uh, yeah. Cracked yeah. hands. And this agent calls me from San Diego and it's like, yeah, so we have a spot for you on a cruise ship this summer going to Alaska. Do you want to go? And my inner turmoil is, oh, my God, I'm supposed to do a God spell this summer. What mm-hmm. do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, I decide to go. And one of the reasons why at that time I was more focusing on being an educator than being a a performer and even all because I was always singing, always putting away the toys, singing, gathering the children, singing, always, all the time, singing, singing, singing. Were you going to go become like a certificated teacher in the classroom? I thought I remember that part of your. Oh, yes. I was doing the early childhood development certificate. Mm -hmm. I was considering getting that master's degree and get my own classroom. Um, because again, my family, the focus was on, you're going to get this education, you're Mm going to vote and Mm -hmm. you're going to do your civic responsibility and you're going to be involved in the community. And that was the push. That's Mm -hmm. what I felt. And then you go to PLU and this is your one wild hope. Mm -hmm. This is your one wild hope. What are you going to do with Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. And so I'm so conflicted. I'm going on this cruise ship we're in an olive garden of all places, (laughs) my mother and my grandmother and me. And I'm asking my mother if this is selfish mm. for me to go out and do this. Because I always felt like, look, mm. I'd be singing in the shower. I'd be singing in the shower. I'd be singing in my room by myself. I'd be singing in the middle of the night. I'd be singing for six hours. doesn't matter. I'd always be singing. Mm-hmm. Is it not bad? Is it not sinful, mm. you know, to be taking money for mm. this? Mm. And my mother said to me, and I hope I remember this moment until the day I die. She said to me, You've got to stop thinking like that Mm -hmm. because every time you open your mouth, it is a gift. So you just get out here and give your gift. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is not the usual thing Mm -mm. for parents of musicians. Uh, Maybe it is for some folks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if that's you, call me. Let's talk about this (laughs) because it's heavy, man. Yeah, It's heavy when, you know, because my mom paid for voice lessons. She paid for voice lesson for years. She came to every concert. Yeah. She came to, I had a show on her birthday and she came to it this year and I played all of her favorite Beatles tunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, oh my goodness, like think of having the support. Think of having someone in your life who really mm-hmm. does believe mm-hmm. that all you have to do is open your mouth and the beauty's just going to fall out. Mm-hmm. Like that's. It's incredible. It is. It's yeah. very incredible. And so I'm very grateful for the support and love mm. of my family mm-hmm. in that in that particular area. Nice. Yeah. So then you she encouraged you to, to go so for it. So she encouraged me day. to go for it. So yeah. I go for it. Nice. Right? I am I am like twenty four. <laughs> um you know, I've only been out of college for like two years. Mm-hmm. And in those two years, I worked for Girl Scouts of Western Washington, <laughs> nice. um, where I had five different troops around Tacoma. And I got to know Tacoma That's well. Nice. And I was an AmeriCorps yeah. volunteer. And I was learning about classroom ethics. And I was in here reaching, you know, one inner city child at a moment. <laughs> and and here I find myself in what I remember the first moment being in that room after, you know, walking up the large plank, you know, mm-hmm. with my suitcase yeah. and my guitar, I'm like, oh, my God, I have I have locked myself in a floating tin yes. can away from everyone who loves me. Holy shit. <laughs> what did I do to myself? Yeah. My parents had just been on a cruise, and they said, look out for Diane. She's in the piano bar. It's great. <laughs> and so I get on the ship, and there's Diane. <laughs> shout out to Diane. Shout out to Diane Fast. You're a beautiful human, and I'm sorry, and I love you. And she was like, here's how to stand on the cruise ship so you won't fall over. Um, here's how to talk to an audience. Here's how to play medleys so you're not playing the same 10 songs oh, all God. the way through every night. Don't ever play American Pie all the way through. Uh, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> um, so just that learning, you know, that learning of. She's like the cruise ship guru. Kind of. Yeah. And then there was a guy. Oh, I can't remember his name. He was an Australian dude. He uh, he died a couple of years after um, meeting him. Uh, but he was a piano player who literally played with only 
his middle and first finger Whoa. on both what? hands. It was weird to watch him do it, but he was that's incredible. Like seventy years old and still doing yeah. this, and and so he learned that way, and he just loved doing it that way, and it yeah. felt good. Yeah, typing so. when people are like the yeah. the pet <laughs> typers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. He, he gave me some lessons. There was another guitar player on the ship who talked to me about hand exercises and you know how to massage my forearms because when you're playing for four hours a day every day yeah. four or five hours a day every day it is yeah. plus the other two hours to learn or just to mm. decompress at the end of the night right plus you're drinking whiskey because people are buying drinks yeah. and if you're buying your own drinks it's only 50 cents for that shot hello <laughs> yeah. so like cruise ship life my goodness and then like how do I stay away from the buffet because it's everywhere <laughs> and there's dessert nights and burnt sugar and oh. everybody stays up late and if I'm like I mean can't my, stay up too late yeah well, you know, you have to get real rest because you have to do it again. The if next I didn't day. have yeah. a noon set, well, yeah. let's just get up at three sure. and we'll have a little dinner at five and we'll start <laughs> playing around six and we'll be, you know, we'll be done by what, 10? Yeah. And then, you know, have some drinks and do it again. <laughs> like it was really, really, it was really easy for me to get lost out there. Yeah. yeah. And then from that experience, I met a guy named Chris who, uh, like knew one of the previous contestants on The Voice who mm. was like helping them look for more talent who had become a producer. Mm. Yeah. And so again, he takes a video of me in the lounge and sends yeah. it off. And again, a week later or whatever, so would you like to come to, you know, New York or Atlanta or Los Angeles for your audition? Well, I will. Well, let's let's do Los Angeles. It's the closest. <laughs> Shit. Closest to port. <laughs> <laughs> so I was off a cruise ship for three weeks wow. by the time I went to my first voice audition. Wow. Well, the thing is, I just never, never, I, I don't, I'm not very good at giving myself time to recover. Mm-hmm. It's always like. Uh, you know, crazy breakup. Oh, let's 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 do it again. <laughs> let, let's let's get down to Oregon and do some theater. <laughs> or, or you know, yeah. Like, uh, uh, did you run away from college? Yep. Uh, yeah. Let's let's go let's go on tour to Europe. Let's go do that. Uh, yeah. Like I've always been. Uh, um, I'm a runner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's stressful, mm-hmm. let's just run. Yeah. You know, if I'm tired, yeah. whatever. Let's just run. Um, I'm always that person. I'm yeah. I'm I'm ready to overwork the stress away. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> we were just talking about that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> just like the anxiety of the end of the summer and getting ready for the new school year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I'll just work your, keep working that stress Overwork away. Work your stress <laughs> away. <laughs> Set it up. Make yeah. a syllabi yeah, or whatever exactly. you need to do. Right. Um, I have so many questions. Uh, so I'm thinking about how, how did you end up on The Voice? What was that experience like? Well, that, that's how, that's it, how it wound up. Okay. It started from that. I went yeah. to that mm-hmm. first audition and there's like several auditions before you do the blind yeah. audition. And, you know, again, there was fear because yeah. all around me were these, to me, like perfect tens. Mm. These mm. people with these amazing hair, amazing shoes, amazing clothes, mm. amazing voices. Um, and again, like I'm not a visual artist. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing denim. I'm wearing jeans right now that have severe holes in them in the back and the front. <laughs> and again, my boots have holes in them. And I'm wearing a, a T-shirt I got from Target fully three years ago at this point. Yep. And it's black. <laughs> I love to do I love to do black on black. Um, so I don't really have a look. I don't have the fashion. Um, and in L.A., it, like so much of it mm. is about look and yeah. is about what you about present. Appearance, yeah. And I'm I don't do spectacle. You want spectacle? You better put these headphones on because I will sing it down. Yeah. But I don't have the glitter for you. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. definitely someone else's job. Um, someone else's passion, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was kind of like that. Like we would spend 45 minutes with the band getting the song right and then spend five hours in hair and makeup Ugh. getting the costume together. And I just have to tell you, my life is not that. Mm-hmm. My life is not that at all. Yeah. And and I don't want to knock any of what they're doing down there because they're making money. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is that a lot of people forget about this whole TV movie thing industry, right? right? Mm-hmm. right. People make the shit. Mm-hmm. There yeah. are people in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marie and John mm-hmm. and Gary, whatever, they're getting coffee. They're driving minivans across the city. Mm-hmm. They're getting me costumes. Mm-hmm. They're shopping. They're getting the makeup. Yeah. They're makeup artists. Yeah. Um, they're Showmakers. At every yeah. level. People, yeah. they put your makeup on. Mm-hmm. They they put your microphone on. Mm-hmm. They set up the craft services table. People work there. Yeah. yeah. So I I 
that if, if there's anything I'm glad I gained from that experience, it's mm-hmm. seeing that mm-hmm. this shit does not happen by magic. Yep. There yeah. are no elves. Yeah. It's right. not just a power <laughs> button and it comes on right. like it does yeah. in your living room. Yeah. People yeah. live and yeah. work and yeah. do life it. in this yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, so, you know, find the artists out there that are independent, that are making something that you believe in mm-hmm. and purchase mm-hmm. it by in. Mm. That is my advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. So what's it been like um, being a woman of color in this industry? What are some of the challenges that you've experienced? Like, Have you had any kind of like joyous, positive things from, from that experience of being a woman of color? Or is it like, or do you mostly experience, like, do you feel like you experience mostly the challenges do you feel those harder or is it kind of a balance well you know uh the old adage goes you know whatever you're looking for you're going to find yeah so if i'm looking for the hard parts i can see them pretty clearly Mm -hmm. but if i'm looking for the easy parts or the fun parts i can find that stuff too Mm -hmm. um like last night uh when we were doing um uh you make me feel like a natural woman you know well you know honestly i need to make a good cover of it at this point um (laughs) Uh, you know, they gave me the chorus, um, you know, when they were like hashing out who sings this or who sings that. And, um, is, you know, you know, why is that? But then again, it's great ladies of country music. So why the hell was I even invited? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and one of the one of the you know good answers, one of the joys is because I love this and mm-hmm. people can tell mm-hmm. um, because I've tried. I spent a lot of time. You know, trying to hide the part of me that enjoys the country music, but I really can't. Yeah, I'm always in a band rehearsal, like maybe two years ago. At this point, I'm like, okay, so this is a country song. Well, like, don't don't play it like a country song. <laughs> and so my bass player, the the music director for the, the stuff, Jesse Turcott, fabulous human being. He's like, well, why not mm-hmm. play play it down like a country song? Why not? Yeah. It's good. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been people like him, people like Dan Tyak, who's a, a nationally recognized pedal steel mm-hmm. player who will call me on the phone and offer me work. Mm. Oh, ugh, the joy of that, mm. you know, who's been playing music for, gosh, decades mm-hmm. in this area mm-hmm. in Nashville and on tour and all this, but, but but you know, says things to me like, you know, you're one of my favorite country singers. It's like, oh, oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> straight in the feels. So good. Your 14-year-old self is like, no. <laughs> kind of. But your, your current self is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. <clears throat> so good. Do you have any advice for, like, so you, looking at younger folks, younger, especially women of color, what's kind of your advice for them as they are navigating the industry or kind of coming up right now? Is, is it different, a lot different than when you started? Or do you feel like there's some universal advice that is helpful? So, um, there's this band called Wolfpack, and and the guitarist for that group, he made a bunch of videos on the internet uh, about five best, and one of them is five best rhythm guitar players. Mm-hmm. And I was watching that with one of my band members, and uh, it gets to the end, and he's just giving you advice, and one of the advices mm-hmm. is get out of the house. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yes, get out of the house. Go Go see about whatever people are doing wherever you hear about people are doing that thing you like get out there and go mm-hmm. do that and go yep. meet those people and go see them mm-hmm. um wherever people are doing that thing you absolutely love to do in the world you have to go be with those people mm-hmm. um so i was in ashland and i was doing um i was doing the oregon shakespeare festival i was in the whiz i was in the winter's tale i was in the thing called the black swan lab mm-hmm. where they have new playwrights come through and we read their work out loud and we do table reads oh. and we talk about it and we awesome. we you know play with it mm-hmm. yeah. really and this wonderful playwright from chicago carla stillwell shout out to carla stillwell hey. she said i'm unapologetically black mm. and then she also said there is no one monolithic story of blackness. Mm. Mm. And those words to me still sound like freedom mm. because sometimes as a black person, I feel like people look at me as a black person mm. and they're not seeing any of my individual experience. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're one of those. So of course, mm-hmm. you know this, like seeing a dog or a fence post. Yeah. Of course, you're one of those things. I recognize you. I see you in the grocery store. Hello. Yeah. 
it those words remind me that my journey is mine mm-hmm. and my story of blackness is mine mm-hmm. and it's my odyssey of this yeah. it's my dealing with this mm-hmm. i can't be felicia rashad felicia mm-hmm. rashad's taken she's already herself <laughs> yeah. so my yeah. version of blackness is a whole different thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, my version of blackness is trans inclusive. Mm-hmm. It is uh, right with these LGBT people of all colors, shades and stripes. Mm-hmm. Um, my version of blackness loves women and their contributions to history. Mm. My version of blackness is matriarchal. Mm. Um, my version of blackness, you know, is changeable is still being written. Mm-hmm. I'm still living in it. Mm-hmm. It's a house I still own. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like I was playing a show out in Suquamish, maybe 2013, mm-hmm. with a fellow named Zach Flurry and Bennett Pollen, uh, just incredible multi-instrumentalists. Mm-hmm. Whoa! <laughs> and... Uh, we're out there and, and uh, some ladies from the back of the bar are drunk and they're like, play us some black music, uh, even mm. playing all this white people music all night. And I remember writing a very fierce poem about this uh, actually pretty recently because it took me that long. Mm. Um, but you Process your feelings about it. Well, well yeah. just like I'm a black artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everything I do is black. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm up yeah. here you know, singing you yeah. John Denver covers, you're getting some black-ass yeah. John Denver covers, <laughs> yeah. and you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so so that, that, that's kind of how I look at it. I mean, other people would say that art doesn't have a color, but I don't know, man. Like, I think mm-hmm. that, like, Obama was writing about Aretha Franklin's voice. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to it and when you taste mm-hmm. it, you do hear history mm-hmm. and you do hear Detroit mm-hmm. and you do hear struggle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also hear joy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I mean, I think that my voice does that, like whatever I'm singing, especially if I'm feeling it really hard. Mm-hmm. Like my ancestors are in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandmother, bless her. Cannot carry a tune in a bucket with handles and a shoulder strap. <laughs> so I have to believe that, you know, partially when I sing, I sing for her, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I sing for all kinds of people who, you know, couldn't sing or weren't allowed. Um, you know, if my Angelou is to be believed, I'm still somebody else's hope and dream. Mm-hmm. The hope mm-hmm. and the dream of a slave. Mm-hmm. How many of my ancestors wanted to be out here in the world mm-hmm. singing and spreading joy like this? And I am privileged to. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Mm-hmm. It's weighty. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. But it's also such an incredible blessing, mm-hmm. such an incredible gift. Yeah. I want you to keep talking. I'm like, yeah, keep going. We're going online. As I'm like over here. Like, Maybe it's a good time for break, and then yeah. uh, you said you'd be willing to play us a little bit for or sure. sing for us. Oh, oh yeah. Awesome. We're um, so, so excited. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back. Thank you. Let's see who our sponsor is today. It's Channel 253. That's odd. Aren't <laughs> we part of Channel 253? We're advertising on our own network. Yes, Annie, we are. Like Nerd Farmer, Move to Tacoma, Citizen Tacoma, and all the other shows. I mean, the reason we're taking a moment of your time is to tell you that Channel 253 has started a membership program. So listeners can be card-carrying members of Channel 253? I don't know about card-carrying. I mean, that's doing the most. But they can join (laughs) and support this podcast and all of our other shows. Why are we asking people to join? I thought we were all rolling around in that sweet, sweet podcast advertising money. Well, that sweet, sweet podcast advertising revenue doesn't pay all of our bills. And for some of what we do, you know, like the free adult civics happy hour events, it doesn't cover any of it. So by asking our community to support through membership, we can cover more costs. Do members get anything for joining? Because I feel like maybe like a discount would be sweet. Like, is there? What's... Heck yeah. Heck yeah. There's okay, a definitely okay. a discount in the Channel 253 online store. Oh, and cool. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love my IWL mug. Um, Yes. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. It's an oversized mug, too. Like, it's you could, giant. You could eat soup out of it. I fit like definitely a couple of, oh, yeah. K, K-Pods. And we talked about oh, yeah. K-Pods before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So anyway, members will get that discount. And they'll also get a regular-ish email from our other podcasts about our events and other interesting things going on. Plus. Of course, most importantly, intrinsic motivation, the satisfaction of knowing that you are helping our network. That's super cool. I love it. 
So, where can we sign up? Channel253.com slash membership. You can sign up to support what we're doing at Channel253 and, well, I'm just kidding. There's no more and. Joking aside, it means a lot for all of us if you sponsor and join us as a member, and we really appreciate your support. Next time, everybody. See you later. Bye. Bye. And we're back. (laughs) And the beautiful and amazingly talented Stephanie is going to play some music for us. Uh, and we are so very excited. Thank cool. you. Um, so I'll introduce the song. This song is uh, this is a song about holding hands um, because there are all kinds of songs on the radio about this and that, about love and leaving and slamming doors and all kinds of foolishness and bodily fluids. <laughs> uh, but people forget that the hand-holding part is amazing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, when I was writing this song, I was doing a little hand-holding and feeling a little way about it. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's something wonderful about desire. Wanting uh, is a potent thing. You cannot imagine the feeling The way that my heart seems to glow Each time I get that sensation When you put your hand in mine You're not crying. I'm crying. (laughs) There is like, um, I believe in chemistry and I believe in electricity. And with some people, when you're close to them, Mm -hmm. you just feel alive. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for better or for worse, the challenge is Mm -hmm. how to deal with that feeling. Mm-hmm. At least for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really accurate Well, that's so another challenge of a songwriter. Yeah. It's like, I have this crazy feeling. Yeah. How do I make it relatable mm-hmm. to everyone I will ever meet and, and yeah. everybody I will never have the pleasure mm-hmm. to meet? Yeah. Do you spend much time, like, rewriting and editing your own stuff? Or do you, um, like, you talked a little bit before the show about, um, like, 
practicing something and like performing to kind of work out the kinks. Mm-hmm. But can you talk a little bit about that process for you, the creative process there? I am a um, I'm a big fan of cyclical motion. Mm-hmm. So first verse and last verse are usually the same mm-hmm. for a lot of the music that I write mm-hmm. because I feel like when stories come full circle, they're very satisfying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's a theme. Um, I also really love the structure of um, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, uh, actually verse, chorus, verse, bridge, mm-hmm. verse, chorus. Mm-hmm. That is really good. Also, having sung so many standards in my life, I really love when we've got two verses and a bridge and or chorus and then another verse. Mm. So it's so it's structure. Also, one of the things for me that is difficult um, is like when I'm when I'm co-writing, when I'm writing with somebody else, Mm -hmm. it's like if I bring them a song that I feel is done, you know, how do I? breathe while they tell me what's wrong with my <laughs> baby yeah. Oh, yeah. right or so um uh, i wrote this other tune um a little while ago and and uh i had the i had the second verse go when you're rolling around you don't quite notice where you land because hmm. uh, that made sense to me um but just changing it to when you're rolling around you don't quite notice where you stand it makes a stronger statement because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, this talks about, you know, what will you stand mm-hmm. for? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so little little stuff like that. And, and, and that happened because we were singing it, me and, and uh, one of my songwriting partners, we were singing it through. Uh, and he flubbed it and said, stand mm. instead of land. And I'm like, ah, like, oh, yeah, that's amazing. Let's keep that. <laughs> that was yes, really cool. Uh, yes. Um, so sometimes you have to play them until they're perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is sometimes they come out done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they come out and they're done, just mm-hmm. how they are. Mm-hmm. You just know. It just you just know, right? I guess a half a question, half statement. <laughs> like so I feel that way about writing sometimes. <laughs> you just most know, of the time right? I just like yeah. need to keep working my writing and I'm I'm never happy yeah. with it most of the time. But every once in a while there's something where yeah. it's like, yeah, it feels I really said good it the and first, I think it's fine. The first draft feels yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, okay. sometimes. The, the other thing is I have been writing lonely little love songs mm-hmm. since I'm 14. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm 34. Mm-hmm. That's a couple decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I've had a little bit of practice yeah. <laughs> on, you know, how do, how do I... For me, it's always the emotional thing. It's mm-hmm. always, unfortunately, it's always emotionally manipulating this audience, mm-hmm. which, you know, when that spills into my personal life is usually terrible. Um, yeah, we do that as teachers, too. It's okay. Right. Bam. <laughs> you know, it's like, how do, I, how do I reach out and get them? Yeah. Actually, that was another le- one of my favorite lessons of being on cruise ships is watching yeah. this gal who was, because I was a solo act on the boat. It was mm-hmm. me and my guitar, and that's me. Yeah. Um, but there was also, like, an, eight, an eight-piece party band, a four-piece, you know, string quartet, mm. a three-piece jazz trio. Right. You know, and sometimes some musical theater kids as well. So, like, lots of entertainment. Yeah. And, and a piano bar person. And so one of the gals, I knew that she was a mom mm. because her six-year-old was on board. Uh, and listening to her talk to the audience, I'm like, she's preschooling them. <laughs> she's telling them when it's going to start how long it's going to go when it's going to end and what she wants them to do that's oh <laughs> that's like, awesome this is exactly how you do it that's how yeah. you that's how you talk to an audience yeah, yeah. hi my name is stephanie ann johnson right yeah. who yeah. What? I'm going to be here to play some music with you. Yeah. When? For how long? I'll be here from 8 to 10. <laughs> right? It's all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and it makes people feel at ease with, right. oh, I know I what's know going what's on happen. now. Yes. Thank you for laying out that roadmap yeah. for me. That's so good. <laughs> That's so true. That's um, awesome. So we're running out of time. Yeah. Why? Like, That's not fair. Um, but can we, I want to end on a couple things. So one, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what do you think's next for you? What are some things you're looking forward yeah. to? And this would kind of talk a little bit. We talked about some shows that yeah. maybe people might want to come to. So um, on the on the 25th of August, they're doing the, the Hilltop Street Fair. Mm-hmm. And I love Hilltop. I yeah. was raised right outside of Hilltop or on Hilltop, depending on how you think about it. 
Um, but it's wonderful. I love this idea of the community coming together to celebrate ourselves. Come mm-hmm. on, let's do it. Come mm-hmm. on. Yep. Um, so it's a libraries rock. It's a campaign where we have to talk about why libraries are important. And uh, another one of my favorite things about my platform is supporting youth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So out here supporting the young people with the songs they've written. So that's absolutely awesome. fabulous. Right. Yeah. And then in September. Um, on the 7th of September, my full band, my goodness, the first time we've played together since April. Holy crap. Oh my That's God. Awesome. <laughs> yes. We're going to be locally owned. Yes. At the airport tavern. We're going to nice. be there um, playing music. I think music starts at nine. Cool. Uh, last time I checked online, there were uh, over 100 people who were saying that they were coming. So go nice. on ahead and, and come out. Get there yep. early. Cool. Stake your, stake your place out. Bring your friends. And then on the 8th, we'll be down in Olympia okay. in a place called Pints Barn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Outdoor. <laughs> outdoor playing music. Nice. Please come out and see us. Okay. Yeah. And then one last plug is the week of Thanksgiving, uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, we get together in the Mule Tavern owned by uh, the wonderful Sam Howhooly. He's a, a, a transplant from New Orleans. Mm. Oh, bless him and his crabfish mm. boiling ways. Hey. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, he gives us that night uh, basically for free. And um, my band plays a little bit of music because mm. I believe in that. It's a potluck, cool. bring a dish to share. And then also it's a fundraiser for Feed 253. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, because by then they'll have all their Thanksgiving stuff. But it's really a, a push for them to do Christmas stuff yes, as well. Yes. Um, the uh, Feed 253 is a 501c3, and it was started a couple of years ago by yeah. Heidi Stormer, mm-hmm. S-T-O-E-R-M-E-R, so Heidi Stormer. Yeah. Um, she was one of the first gals I saw in Tacoma playing guitar and singing, yeah. and mm. her voice rolled out of her like the ocean, and I was just mm. transfixed. Mm. And now here she is out here feeding the most mm-hmm. vulnerable among us, and I can't. I can't let it go mm-hmm. unsung about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, come out, um, send us some money, some donations yeah. for your neighbors who sleep outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, help us help Tacoma Rescue Mission. Mm-hmm. Um, come come be with us. Yeah. Come play music with yeah. us. Come be our friend. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, if Sounds people want to find you online or how can they get a hold of you or find you, what's the best way? Find me online. Um, I don't with the Twitter because... I have more to say than 140 characters. Mm, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> uh, but on the Facebook, I'm Stephanie Ann Johnson, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E space mm-hmm. A-N-N-E space J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Oh, yes. And with an E. Yes. Sorry. And with an E. <laughs> um, and then um, I, I believe the new website is up. I'll, I'll link you to Perfect. the, the new website as well because awesome. the old website uh, is uh, – it was uh, like hackers have taken it over and it's covered in – yeah, I just actually noticed terrible messages. <laughs> terrible messages. Well, a couple of weeks ago it was fine, and then all of a sudden hackers. Yep. Um. So let's end with a really ridiculous and fun little bit. Our guilty favesies. Guilty favesies. Interchangeable. White ladies. So a guilty favesies something you are obsessed with, but you also feel like you know maybe it's a little basic. Um. For me, my thing is expensive vinegars. Like I really love taste oh, yeah. testing them, especially because that's free. Uh, <laughs> do you do that in shrubs? Do you do that? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and Nate's always like, "What the? What's going on there?" And I'm like, "Have to reel in. Like, don't pay. You know, for the next time, like, oh my gosh, it's so good. That's awesome. What can I dip it in? What can I yeah. pour it on?" I, when I was looking for maple syrup earlier, I found maple vinegar, which Ooh. I've never had. But I was like, "I oh, want to. I'm pretty delicious. I think no, I need to try that. that. Eat oh, that. get it. Get a bacon yeah. waffle." Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. With maple vinegar. Oh, yeah. kind of Maple vinegar? Reduced yes. vinegar. Okay, what's your guilty favesies? My guilty favesies is Swedish fish Weird. because um, they are kind of chalky and kind of – like the outside <laughs> has that, that real fine powdery sugar yeah. on it and so they're sort is of that chalky. That and they, they somehow dust. get your in between your teeth and the only mm-hmm. way to get them out is with like an industrial strength like yes. dentist's mm-hmm. like flossing machine. Yes. Um, but they're so good and – I can't stop eating them. I love them so much. How about yours? Oh, my God. I was like, so for years, like years, like I'm so addicted to the Kardashians. It's real dumb. Uh, Like even when I was on cruise ships, my mom sent me like season two and three on DVD to be watching on the ship. I just love 
their characters. I love watching them. I love watching other people's families and being like, oh, I wonder which one's gay. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. You know. One in ten. Statistically. <laughs> statistically. <laughs> I, like, I love, you know, armchair uh, psychoanalyzing these people. Oh, oh I wonder yeah. why they do that. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's real It's real gross. But I'm super into <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. And the last bit? Our last segment is do your fudging homework. Interchangeable. Right, ladies. So I don't really have any homework except, which I always do, <laughs> except um, <laughs> go ahead and follow Stephanie Johnson online and check out her work um, elsewhere and come out to one of the shows that was mentioned earlier. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. My homework is um, I'm just going to reiterate the Hilltop Street Fair is going to be absolutely amazing. So please come and check that out the 25th of mm-hmm, August. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, it's going to be a great event. So don't miss it. Uh, anything you want to tell people that they need to go do? Uh, two things. <laughs> Number one, you can purchase my music online um, at at CD Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you purchase it there, I will actually see those dollars. Hey, sweet. Um, okay. So go to CD Baby, to search Stephanie and Johnson, buy all my things. Excellent. Um, and then also, please pick up a book. Please read. I'm in the middle of reading a book by Charles M. Blow. It's called oh. Fire Shut Up in My Bones. Mm-hmm. It's epic and wonderful. Awesome. Um, reading... Especially for, you know, some of you white allies out there who are wringing your hands and showing up in my DMs being like, Stephanie, what do I do? Read a book by a black person. (laughs) Shut up. Get out of my face. Use Google. (laughs) Uh, Use Google. uh, Ijoma. um, Ijoma Lua. We went to college together. Nice. Her book. So you want to talk about race? Her book is so good. And she is an incredible writer. And if you want to support black women writers, like she is like... She's so good. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, sight unseen. Like, pick that book up. Like, it'll change your life. Yeah. Yeah. Go do it. Read. 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 Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Bye. 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 (laughs) The Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is part of the Channel 253 Network. Listen to our other podcasts like Move to Tacoma, Citizen Tacoma, Nerd Farmer, Crossing Division, Taco Man, and Flounder's B-Team. I'm so, so like, addicted to the Kardashians. Yes, so that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yep. like, buying yep. this episode is, is expensive in years. <laughs> Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.